if you are the, the slightest bit off track, if you have the tiniest little habit that you might not even recognize, it's gonna compound over time and take you somewhere completely different than where you might be trying to go. What's up, pals, and welcome back to another episode of The Passion Project. I'm your host, Hallie Smith, visual storyteller and creator on TikTok and YouTube. I hope that this podcast can inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into your passion so that you can live a truly fulfilling life. And the best part about it is, is we're on this journey together. So let's go. Hello, my podcast beans, and welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed our first interview episode, our first guest last week. We're back to a solo episode. I'm thinking I'm going to do a guest episode um, maybe once, maybe twice a month, probably once a month. Let me know what you guys think and let me know what guests you'd like to see on the show. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'm going to tell you guys a story that I've been telling you I was going to tell you for a while. It's really not the longest story ever, but I've been calling you my podcast beans. This is the nickname I have for you guys. Um, obviously I've always had house pals, right? Not always, but I've, I've had that one for about a year now. I call the community house pals, but podcast beans. So there's this podcast I listen to and she calls her audience, her podcast chickens. And I thought that was funny and cute. And so my boyfriend gave me a nickname. He calls me Hallie bean. Cause it's just like, I don't know, bean cute. I don't know. And so I thought it would be cute to call you guys my podcast beans. So that's how you guys got your nickname. In case you were wondering, I like it. I think it's cute. If you guys hate it, let me know. Um, But I'm planning on keep doing it because I think it's cute. So with that being said, long story short, it's actually not a long story at all. Let's get into today's episode. And today we're talking about productivity hacks. This is the first direct recommendation I've used from you guys. Like I said, you can submit uh, podcast episode recommendations to Hallie's, Hallie's Passion Project at gmail.com. Can't forget my email. Um, so one of you guys reached out and sent in this podcast rep- recommendation, productivity hacks. I also felt like this was super relevant um, to everything in my life. Like I said, I like to keep these episodes relevant to what I'm up to and what I'm doing. So I'm going to share with you six productivity hacks that I use to stay on track as an entrepreneur, as a full-time content creator. Now, one thing that I've noticed about myself, and I'm curious if other people experience this. So again, email me. I love to hear from you guys. I feel like I fade in and out of masculine and feminine energy. Just to give you a quick, you know, rundown if you haven't heard this concept before masculine energy is more it's not necessarily like being a man like (laughs) like people might think of masculine energy is more you're go 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 you're very structured you're goal oriented uh you're 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 just pushing you're planning it's structure right feminine energy is more of the creative energy it is going with the flow, being in a flow state, meditating. Uh, Some people might say woo-woo. So I notice naturally I veer more towards masculine energy because, you know, I think that's kind of what helped me start start my own business at an early age and just kind of have this entrepreneurial mindset. And then feminine energy, I've been trying to build that in as I become more aware of it because 
it helps when you get to this point where you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, and you're 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 veering too much into the masculine energy where you're constantly go, go, go. You're going to burn yourself out. So you got to find a balance of the two. And a lot of these productivity hacks help with that. That's why I'm sharing that with you. And right now, these productivity hacks are more of a masculine energy. Some of my previous episodes, uh, solo episodes, were more feminine energy, telling you guys to go with the flow, healing, etc. I like to strike a balance between the two. So anyways, number one, make it a habit. Example would be waking up to your alarm, getting outside every day, brushing your teeth. Habits are these things that are automatic. They're unconscious. You're not necessarily thinking when you're doing it. You're, you just, you're programmed. Your mind is programmed to just do it. So there's Habits decrease friction because you don't have to make a conscious decision. Decision making takes energy. You can only make so many decisions in a day. There's this thing called decision fatigue. So habits help to alleviate this. We can quite literally program our brains. It sounds crazy, but we can. One of my favorite books on habits, Atomic Habits by James Clear, I actually started an Amazon storefront with all my favorite books because I realized I was mentioning them a lot in these episodes and I thought it would be a cool way to share them with you if you really were serious about wanting to read them and take action on the things I'm talking about. So I linked that in the show notes and all my favorite book recommendations that I've talked about on here are in there. So Atomic Habits is by James Clear and you know, it's it goes really in depth. This could probably be an episode in and of itself, but it tells you how to develop habits so that things become automatic to you. And it also talks about and helps you bring an awareness to what bad habits do you already have? I think they talked about this analogy in the book, but it's something my dad always would tell me growing up and, and my brothers too. And it's this analogy that if, and I might not get this perfect, but if an airplane were to take off and be the tiniest degree off track from one end of the United States to the other, say for example, you were, you were trying, oh my God, I'm so bad at geography. If you were trying to go from the bottom right corner, okay, bear with me. If you're trying to go from the bottom right corner of the United States, somewhere in Florida, to the opposite left top corner of the United States. If your plane was the smallest degree off track, you would end up somewhere completely different. So the moral of that story is, is that if you are the, t- the slightest bit off track, if you have the tiniest little habit that you might not even recognize, it's going to compound over time and take you somewhere completely different than where you might be trying to go. Like I said, I could probably do a full episode on this, and that actually brings up another book linked in my storefront called The Compound Effect. It it merges these two two concepts or ideologies, Um, but it, it really encourages you to be aware of what you're doing, be aware of the little habits in your life, the good, the bad, and make them what you want. It's possible to reconfigure your brain so that these things are automatic. And if you want a full episode on this, on habits, let me know. The second thing is taking breaks. I think taking breaks is so undervalued. This one is more the feminine energy as we were talking in the beginning uh, because it's, it's taking a step back, breathing, giving yourself space. It can feel 
especially to people like me who are prone to their masculine energy, it can feel counterproductive because it feels like you're not doing anything. But in reality, you are. It's better for you to take a 10 to 20 minute break, slow your mind down, get yourself back on track, start being intentional again, than to let something that comes up, something that throws you off, derail your entire day. So maybe those 20, 30, maybe an hour, minutes, however long you take, it can feel counterproductive because you don't feel like you're doing anything, but you are. You're clearing your mind so that you can do those other things better, quicker, and more efficiently. And this comes with burnout too. Uh, if you if you run yourself down to the ground to burn out to the point where you never want to do what you're doing again, then you're going to be done. You're not going to keep doing it again. So the point of taking a break is that you intentionally do it so that you're only away for a short amount of time, for a certain amount of time. You're not done forever because that's what burnout can lead to. It can lead you to hating something. It can lead you to hating what you're doing and it can lead you to never doing it again because you're burnout from it. So take breaks. Don't forget, those are often missed and easily undervalued. Breaks are productive and they are not a waste of time. Now, this next one also ties into habits and it's less screen time on your phone. Think about how many times you pick up your phone without even thinking about it. How many times you're on your phone and you're like, wait, all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, you've been scrolling on TikTok and you're like, wait, why did I pick up my phone again? Oh yeah, I was supposed to text this person or oh yeah, I was supposed to make a note in my phone to do this later. These are unconscious habits. It's a habit. You don't know you're doing it half the time. And so that's why this third tip, having less screen time and being intentional with your screen time is huge. Don't work with your phone next to you. Get on your phone intentionally. Think about before you pick up your phone, Get in the habit of thinking, okay, why am I picking up my phone? Why am I getting on my phone? Yeah, maybe you are going to go look at TikTok and that's fine. But if you tell yourself that, if you tell yourself you're getting on here, okay, I'm going to get on here for entertainment for 30 minutes, then you're in control of your day and what you're doing and, and in control of your time. A lot of the apps on your phone are addictive by nature. They, they create them that way. It's the reality of it. And so you don't even know why you get on. You don't know why you spent 30 minutes. The time just flies out the window and it's no longer in your control. So be intentional about why you're getting on your phone. I get sucked into my phone a lot because I have to be on it for posting. That's the biggest thing. When I go on my phone to post a TikTok or an Instagram video or whatever, I find myself so many times getting sucked into the feed. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh my gosh, my posting time just took me an hour when it could have taken me 15 to 20 minutes because I got sucked into these feeds unconsciously and I didn't realize what I was doing or why I was doing it. So when I take that time during my day, I'm trying to get into the habit of asking myself, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Let's get it done, put it away, not let the app take my mind from me. Another interesting thing with screen time, uh, I watched a YouTube video the other day by Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas or Nicholas Christie on, and he, the whole premise of the video was buy an alarm clock. So 
him and some of his friends, what they did, and I linked this video in the show notes if you guys want to watch it, if it interests you. So they did no phone. I think the rules were an hour before and an hour after sleeping. So an hour before bedtime and then an hour after getting up in the morning, they did not get on their phones. And it was really hard for them because it was a habit. It was a major habit. The first thing you do in the morning, especially if your phone's your alarm, which I feel like for most people it is, you open your phone and you get sucked into whatever, emails, social media, getting back to people. You're immediately in go, go, go. You're immediately getting a dopamine hit and it's throwing you off track for the day. So this experiment they did was really interesting to see and they decreased their screen time on their phones just by doing the hour in the morning and hour before bed. From about at the beginning, their their screen times were anywhere between four and five and a half to six hours to after the experiment, their screen time was down to one to two hours. It was crazy. So think about that. Imagine if you had two to three extra hours in your day, what would you do with them? You could do anything with them. You could read more. You could start that passion project. You could do a hobby. You could, you know, if you you work, you're an entrepreneur, you can work more. (laughs) You have more time. This is something I've actually been thinking about trying on my YouTube channel. I've been very interested in 30 day challenges because I did something a while back last, I think it was last October or November, where I gave up coffee for a month. I didn't document it as good as I wish I would have. And so it actually did really well. So if if 30 day challenges is something you guys would be interested in, because this is an idea I've had too, is doing these 30 day challenges and then having you guys follow along the challenge by joining Patreon and like a Discord chat or something like that. I don't know. I thought that was cool. Just an idea I had. If that speaks to any of you guys, email me. Let me know. Number four, productivity hack. Having a system to capture your ideas. A lot of us here listening, this is called The Passion Project. We're passionate people. We probably have millions of ideas flying around our heads all at once. All the things you want to be doing. Having a system to capture your ideas is a way to take your ideas as an energy in your brain, as a thought from start to finish. From a thought to something in reality, something tangible and something you can share with other people. Now, there's actually two schools of thought when it comes to this idea uh, because I actually saw a TikTok recently the other day and number one is you should be like professionals are structured, professionals are, you know, you can't just, they say you can't spontaneously uproot and do an idea. You have to stay focused. You have to stay on your one thing. Focus is where success lies. That's the one school of thought. It's kind of like the more masculine, like I was saying in the beginning, it all ties into that. This is the more masculine way of thinking of creativity or coming up with ideas and creating. Number two is the more like feminine energy. And it's the idea that the idea that ideas, the idea that ideas have a shelf life. So when you come, when you come up with an idea, it pops in your head, it has a shelf life And it can only live for so long before the creativity, the spontaneous burst of starting that thing dies. And there's truth to both of these. Neither, I don't think either is 100% right. Uh, The real answer is what works for you? You have to find a system that works for you. Are you someone who can only create on that burst of creativity? If that's true, then know that about yourself and find a system that works for you. But for me... It's kind of having a balance between the two ideologies where I allow space for myself to have this spontaneous creation, but then I also have this structure to fall back on. 
I keep track of all of my ideas in Airtable, if you've heard of it. I actually linked an affiliate link if you want to check out Airtable. It's actually free, but I, the affiliate link might give you something bonus. I actually don't know, but if you want to check out Airtable, I linked it. So this is where I put all of my video ideas and this is where I'm able to see that, yes, some ideas do have a shelf life. For example, uh, <laughs> Airtable is where a lot of my skit ideas have died. My skit ideas have died in the in the comment, not the comment section, the notes section of my phone or in Airtable. A lot of times when I have an idea for a skit, it does have a shelf life because the way I create skits it comes from the place of spontaneity and like something that's relevant to me. But basically these are the type of ideas that are more spontaneous for me that I know have a shelf life. But then there's other ideas uh, like this podcast. I had this idea for probably two, two and a half years. This is an idea that didn't die. This is one that I kept looking back at. I'm like, dang, that's a good idea. Why haven't I done it yet? Why haven't I acted on it? And so be aware of, yes, there probably are some ideas that do have a shelf life. I think this is more like the more artistic, the more they have a shelf life. Like if you have a vision for, for a painting or something that you're creating, I think that's something that can get more lost on the shelf as opposed to uh, th these more tangible, not tangible, I don't know if tangible is the right word, but something like a podcast, something like a business idea where you can keep building on it and, and it's not going to necessarily die on the shelf. Another idea, my Patreon. I had that idea for quite some time, at least a year as well. I have a notes section in my phone where those are like my more long-term ideas that I build and build and build on. Um, and so now the Patreon finally came to life. Again, if you guys want to check that out in the show notes. Uh, but again, these are the ideas that don't have necessarily a shelf life. Tip number five, batching your time. You've probably heard this concept before. A lot of people talk about it with in terms of content batching for content creation like video podcasting and you can batch your time though in many different ways it helps with the the setup time and the energy spent thinking about something so for example i'll, I'll use my podcast as an example because i think that's a really good place to start but basically say the setup takes about 30 minutes for my podcast if i take one day out of the month to record my four episodes, as opposed to recording one per week, I would save an hour and a half of my time spent on podcast stuff. And I would also save all the time spent thinking about, okay, I have to plan to record this week, I have to plan to record this week, I have to plan to record this week. Instead, that energy is focused and collected into one place so that I don't have to keep switching between the different ones. So like if I'm editing or if I'm filming or if I'm recording a podcast, all of those are completely different. I don't, I don't know parts of my brain, but like energies that I'm feeling, like if I'm in editing mode, I'm not talking, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking where if I'm doing a podcast, obviously I'm talking, I'm using my voice. My voice has to be kind of warmed up. And so batching content allows you to eliminate that thinking time, that setup time, and 
gets everything out when you're in that energy. It's kind of a, a switching time is a good way to say it. So think about the things, the reoccurring things that you do. And this could be, you know, anything, dishes, household chores, whatever. How can you batch your time so that you don't have to do, you don't have to worry about doing it? over and over and over and over again, you can get it all done for whatever time period in one sitting or in one little time frame. And number six, do more thinking and take strategic action. I like to think of finding balance between between doing and thinking. And a good analogy, I don't know if I invented this, but I just thought of it. Maybe someone has said it before me, but I like to think of it like driving when you're driving, your foot is not always on the gas. That would be dangerous. That would be terrifying. <laughs> but your foot's also not always on the brake or else you wouldn't go anywhere. You'd just be sitting there because you're halted. You're stopped. Your foot's on the brake. Same thing goes for when you're doing versus thinking. Thinking is the foot on the brake. Doing is the foot on the gas. And so if your foot's always on the gas and you're just doing, 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 you're not going to get anywhere productive. You're not going to get anywhere good, but you have to be doing. There has to be these times when you're exploring and figuring it out. Your foot's on the gas. The times when you're go, go, go. But then you have to balance that out with the times that your foot's on the brake. You're stopping to think. You're, you're thinking about what do I want to say no to? Saying no is a very, very valuable tool and something that changed, changed like majorly what I'm doing and like my business. I'm terrible at saying no was. I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, but that's one of those things that you have to strategically think about. Am I in a season right now where I need to be saying yes to more stuff? I need to be exploring and just figuring out what direction I need to go in. Or have you done that? You need to stop and you need to think, what do I need to do next? So I'm not just, you know, on a wild goose chase, right? Personally, I'm in a season right now where I'm, my foot's on the brake a little bit. I'm dialing back and I'm thinking, okay, what next? I'm not in a place right now where I need to try and explore. I've done a ton of that. I'm in a place where I need to take a look at where I'm at, see what I have going, and really use my time wisely. Doing less, but making sure the things I do are really moving the needle for me. So how can you apply this to your life? My dad actually is the one that gave me this advice recently, and he's given it to me before, and I've gotten it from other people before. It's a season. Like I said, you're, you're going to shift back and forth between these things, but you have to be able to recognize when it's time to go one way versus the other, balancing, etc. I'm I'm big on balance if you can't tell. I like to play devil's advocate and look at this is one way to think of it, this is the other way to think of it. How can I balance the two? It's it's actually an ideology called Taoism, if you want to look it up. It's interesting. So like I said, my dad gave me this advice recently, thinking strategically and ask yourself questions, uh active thinking questions like what is working? What is not working? What actions led to the most success in the past? How can you replicate that? And which actions will make the biggest difference for me? I'm not suggesting you overthink because I'm someone who's prone to overthinking. I am very prone to overthinking and I think that's why this can happen where you get stuck in one way or the other 
I'm very prone to overthinking and when you know you're prone to overthinking, you have to be able to know when to stop thinking. When do you need to take that action? So that's why I say ask yourself these questions. Once the questions are done, no more. No more thinking. Done. No overthinking, okay? We're not going to overthink. Got it? So really, the number six is just taking a second to slow down. Think before acting. Take strategic action. You'll probably save yourself a lot of time. Give yourself more hours in the day. Now I said six, but I want to give a bonus seven for the ladies that listen to the podcast. Actually, guys too, honestly, because it can help you guys understand girls or the women in your life more. And that is something called cycle hacking. If you haven't heard of it, um, for the ladies, it's it's tuning into your menstrual cycle and how you can strategically work around it because your hormonal cycle is over a period of however long your menstrual cycle is everybody's different I don't know the exact numbers but it's like 20 to 30 days something along those lines I haven't done enough research in this area so I'm not going to go too in depth and I again I could do a full episode on this if it's something you guys are interested in so let me know um but you really just you, you plan your work and you plan your life around the different times in your cycle because the way your hormones work, you're going to be better at certain things during certain times of your cycle. Like you're going to be more intuitive during one phase. You're going to be more emotional and less, you know, less wanting to do stuff during one phase. I've noticed that there's a certain time when I don't want to be on camera. I don't want social media. I don't want to talk into a microphone. I just want to sit there and at best case edit and maybe do my strategic thinking. But like, so basically cycle hacking is just figuring out where, what times of the month you're strongest in different areas of what you're doing. So before we close out today, quick little recap. Number one, make it a habit. Number two, take breaks. They're productive. Number three, less screen time. Number four, system to capture ideas. Number five, batching your time. And number six, doing more thinking and taking strategic action. Bonus number seven, hacking your cycle. So these are my seven tips for being more productive. I actually had an idea for my Patreon that I launched on August 1st. So I actually create outlines for these podcasts. I type it all out, especially when I'm doing research or I'm finding videos that inspired me. So would you guys find it valuable if I shared these outlines on my Patreon for you to download? It would essentially give you notes on the podcast and something to look back and reference. Uh, If this is something that would be of value to you, let me know. Again, email me at Hallie's Passion Project. That's H-A-L-L-E-E, Hallie's Passion Project at gmail.com. I'm going to be also releasing a monthly bonus episode on Patreon that's not released anywhere else. Uh, The first one went out on August 22nd. So check out the Patreon if that's something that interests you. And if not, just share this with somebody who it might help. So thank you guys for listening today. As always, have an awesome week. I'll see you next time. Peace out, pals.